Welcome to My Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey from living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics, and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day in search of what I'm really here to do, and I want to bring you along for the ride. So there I was living a life that was was not happy, um, and a friend of mine came to visit um, at the middle of July in 2019, and we went to a, a gay pride festival, and there was a tarot card lady that told me that I was cursed and that I would never get beyond this curse if I didn't... Um, have her do some kind of candle lighting for me, which she said I needed 11 candles and each candle was $250. And I, up until that point, this reading, like she seemed like she really was um, intuitive and could, you know, see things that had happened in my past. And so when she brought out that, I was like, oh my God, she must think I'm a total sucker. And um, I... So obviously I, I got out of the situation and, but it, it put like this seed in me that made me decide to kind of start looking up, like, is this even a thing? I had never heard of someone needing to light candles for, for you if you're, or even curses really. But um, in that search, I f- just found that basically anyone that asks you to come back and, or, or to pay them money for something is, is a fraud. So but then through that research, I found like there, there was something called energy healing. And in that, um, I came, I met, and or I, I found, I should say, um, Dr. Pontea Dianati. And um, she was basically saying that, you know, she, well, she was an energy healer on her, her post. And there was a link that I could email her. So I emailed her and told her what had happened. And Basically, she confirmed that that's not a real thing. But if I wanted to, you know, meet with her to talk about energy healing, I could. So I did. And um, I I would say I showed up to my first appointment with her, um, you know, just vulnerable and really sad about life in general. But uh it's like within, I mean, I feel like within a minute of being there, she saw straight through to me and, um, in a very like nurturing way though. And we talked about, um, let's see, the first thing was we talked about my relationship with Richard and we talked about energy and she asked me if I knew what an empath was. And at that point, I had never even heard of the term. So um, she explained to me that an empath is someone that takes on the energy of other people. And it's almost as if you you feel like their energy is your energy. And I knew that I had this in me, I guess, through all of my life. Because if I were hearing someone's story and it was just me and them talking, I would feel like I was in the story with them and like literally would start crying or whatever their emotion was I would take it on internally like I felt it and I would literally cry with them 
Um, so I knew I did that, but I didn't know that there was a thing of, of taking people's energy on without tuning into it, let's say. And um, she explained to me that, you know, they're, especially the people that we're closest to, empaths just have like these open energy fields that essentially you can't, you confuse someone else's emotions with your own and you don't even know that they're not yours. And that's, I believe, where I was at that point. Um, you know, I, I already explained I wasn't happy in my life, but also Richard was struggling with his career and, and not um, sure what he wanted to do next. And um, so I think I was carrying that for both of us. And the first thing, you know, she told me was um, the way that you how to disconnect this energy. And, and that goes through like the easiest way she said was to take salt baths every or I think for me, she said every other day. And she said to put um, sage oil and rose oil into the bath with me and just clear off the, all of the energy that stuck to me um, and that I would start to notice a difference. And again, I, all of this was like news to me, right? Like, cause I had never even heard of this term before. And then we talked just about like, um, even the water that I drink. And she said, you know, um, it's important to drink only water that's bottled in glass and not plastic. And, and I, 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 I remember sitting there just kind of feeling overwhelmed, but also like she, she got right down to the problems of what, of how to change the vibration that I was in, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, she did uh, like an energy read on me and, and could see that I had no energy in my legs. And I always have been a, like a person that runs cold. I'm always cold and my feet are always freezing. And she like had me just sit there and just um, like close my eyes and imagine that I was pulling a red energy straight from the earth. And and she said, you know, imagine that you're sitting in in a a dark red rose and, and pull that energy, you know, through your toes up to your ankles and your, your shins to your knees. And, and, and by the time we got to like my hips, my whole body was on fire. And I remember feeling like that is crazy. How, how is that even possible? And she explained, um, what chakras were at that point. And I was just sitting there like probably, in awe, like, what is going on here? And she said, yeah, we're, we're made up of energy. And you, if you know how to tap into the energy, then you can use it for yourself. And um, we also talked about how I wasn't grounded. And um, I think at that point, a few of my chakras were closed as well. And she told me about this thing called earthing, which is that you be out in nature and barefoot, like walking on grass or walking on the sand or the dirt and pull up the energy through the time that you're walking. And it's like almost communing with nature, but like literally feeling nature and pulling it into your body. And that makes your soul more embodied into this human form where I think I was so 
my body was so um, muddled or or confused that I wasn't living in my body. Uh, I I would say I wasn't embodied at all. Um, And so she explained to me how to, how to do that. And then um, she told me like that I should start wearing, well, I should get a rose quartz crystal for it to wear as a necklace and have it next to my heart. And that that would help me to feel self-love for myself or like a reminder to have self-love. And when we kind of touched on that, she it, it like touched into such a deep emotion within me that we kind of stopped and did a, I would say like a meditation where she said, I want you to, to like think of yourself as a child and tell that child that you love her. And, and I've like, I mean, it sounds so simple to do. And I was just bawling, like try, like, she's like, no, I want you to do it yourself. And oh my God, I remember just like total sobs, total like nose running and, I didn't even know where it was coming from, you know, because of course you think you love yourself, you take care of yourself, you dress a certain way, you, whatever, you, you, take, you think you love yourself. But when you actually are confronted in a way that someone's saying, no, tell yourself that you love that child and that you're going to nurture that child again, it just brought up such a raw emotion in me that I didn't know existed. And then she said, like, she wanted me to, like, look in the mirror every day and tell myself that I love you. Just, like, look at my eyes and say I love you. And, again, it sounds so simple, but it really, it stirs up a deep, I guess, like, a deep longing or a wound that you don't even know is there. So I, I knew because of the emotions that it was pulling from me that, there was something there, right, that I had maybe suppressed or, um, so yeah, so she said, you know, first thing was I needed to get a rose quartz necklace, and then she also said I should get amethyst and tiger's eye, and to wear them on my uh, bracelets, and to wear them on my left arm, because you pull in energy through your non-denominate arm or hand, so for me, I'm right-handed, so my left hand is my where I pull in energy and then whatever I want to give out to people I wear on my right hand and right arm um and and it was really my first really introduction into like crystals and I remember like kind of being excited because I mean she was wearing crystals herself and I felt like wow those are pretty and I want to learn more about them you know um and I I remember feeling with her like a safeness and a secure, a security that I could tell her anything, you know, and I could be vulnerable because um, it wasn't like a normal therapist where you like, they'll talk to you about events. It was almost like she was seeing so deep into my subconscious that she was pulling things out of me that I my mind would have never talked about if that makes sense and and in that like it it's it makes you see be makes you feel seen 
So I, I always tell people like one session with her was like five years of therapy. And I know that's insane to think, but it's like she, she could just see so deep into you that she could pull out the, like get past the bullshit and pull out the exact things that would take you to the next place. And in that moment, it was that I needed to clear out all of the attachments that I had to others and really to figure out what, what was my issues. Like if, if I, if I disconnect from Richard's, maybe I was probably connected to his, to my work energy, to just everybody's energy around you. You don't realize it, but your mind is on its own course and it's usually reacting to things that are going on around you. But when you really silence that mind, what of it is yours? So the first step in kind of figuring out what was mine was to disconnect from everything else. So um, I, I remember leaving and she was like, I'm going to send you a lot of links, some homework, some books. And her whole philosophy is I a lot of this work you have to do on your own and you'll only check in with me when, you, when you've done the work that I'm giving you to do. So she had given me um, a bunch of books to start reading. And again, they were things that I had never heard of. So I'm just gonna tell you and I'll, um, I'll link these books in the notes so that you guys can also, if you're curious, look into. Um, the first was Radical Acceptance. Um, the second was the Empath Survival's Guide. Um, then the next one was Why We Pick the Mates We Do. Um, and then the Highly Sensitive Person in Love and the Artist's Journey. Um, and I mean, I remember f feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed with, uh, and, but in, not in a, a bad way, like in a, oh my gosh, I have so many things to explore now. And on top of the crystals, I was like, like a whole new world had been open to me. And because she's a therapist, you know, by her trade, it was like, not only you're going to see some psychic that is able to tell you things about yourself, but like she's able to bring it down to a, a bodily level, let's say, uh, where you can have the conversation to understand it in, in embodied. So it's not just like about the future or the past. It's literally like steps to wake your wake up your consciousness into your own reality right now and and help you kind of understand why you are or where you how you got to where you are today and then you can move forward from there and I I felt like okay <laughs> so um it was it was overwhelming for for sure and I I remember just and I'm sure the people around me would say too, like something woke up in me that day. And in, an, in, in a, well, there was a curiosity that was sparked. And also uh, I felt like there was a light at the end of this dark tunnel that I probably have felt my whole life, right? So I felt like, wait, there's a whole nother world that I, I didn't know existed 
and I can get there. Like if I follow these steps, you know, and, and really start to figure out what the problem is, I, I can possibly, you know, f- come closer to who I'm supposed to be in this life. And I know that that has always been told to me is love. Like I know that I have, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm extremely uh, vulnerable with people and I either I'm completely closed off and I'm so introverted I don't open myself up or the people that I do, I just let it all out there and I'm just, like I said, I'll just take on their pain. And and that, that goes for people or animals, really anything that I care about, I will I try to protect in that way. And and you can't protect anyone in that way, but I'm just saying like in my mind I just felt like I if I felt the pain that they were going through I I could relate and maybe share the burden. Um but I didn't realize that in doing that I was dampering or hiding the love to share with everyone. Another thing that I was really tuned into at that time was the news and also true crime. Those were my two like obsessions. And I mean, uh, just so tied into, you know, I would have CNN on the, on TV if I was doing the dishes or, you know, I always had it on in the background because I felt like I needed to be in the know. And so that, in in a way it's like you're you're giving away your present moment to something that has already happened and you're kind of confusing your mind because your mind thinks like oh if i if i create an emotion and an anger about it i maybe i can change it or i can i can have like i can share it with someone else and i can you kind of like feed into the cycle of it um and it's it's an obsession or it's an addiction because there's always some sensational thing happening. And um, I think it was a way to stay disconnected from my present self, you know, and and my my reality. And then the true crime. There was a, I mean, I think it started with the serial podcast is where it probably. But I guess no, I've always been attracted to kind of darker things, but. Um, that that first podcast that had come out it was like so fascinating that in in this like live story you could hear things that start out like so crazy and then in the end there's a there's like some resolution or some like puzzle that's been figured out and I became obsessed with the the drama of knowing how things were solved and and the puzzling of figuring them out and um you know, thankfully, I've never had any true crime in my life. But I then I started to wonder, like, why am I so attracted to this? Is it am I preparing myself for something that's meant to happen to me in the future? Or I, I don't know, there was just a dark pull that had me, you know, like, and there's always like so many other podcasts coming out that that talk about these true crimes. And anyways, both of those things were keeping me so um I mean, those were the only things I was I was passionate about or interested in, uh, and and at that at that first session, Pontea did not have a judgment about it. You know, she just was listening and saying, "Okay," um, but she didn't 
you know, make me feel like, oh, you know, that's a bad thing. Um, we also uh, talked about my relationship with my stepfather. And I remember even just telling her the story of, of, you know, where our relationship is at the moment. I, I was crying. And, and so in that, she could see I obviously still had unresolved emotions in it. And she there was like a, a full moon coming up and she told me to write him a letter, not not to send it to him, but to write him a letter as if I was going to send it just so that I could release everything that I wanted to say. And then the night of the full moon, read it aloud and then rip it up and burn it. And I, re- I remember thinking like, okay, that's kind of weird. And I, I felt uncomfortable about it because... I mean, well, let's just say if you if you have a, an issue with someone from your family, even to write a letter about it, it's it brings up all those emotions again to even write it. So it's like, do I want to go there? And most of the time we all decide, no, I don't want to go there. I know it's a, a wound and I don't want to bring that wound up if I don't have to. But she explained that in only way you can release those wounds is to like face them, you know, face that fear. It doesn't mean you have to pull that person back into the, the drama of it, but just say it, like put it out there and just release it. And I'm not kidding. Like, so I did it just cause I was like, oh, you know, if I'm going to try this, I'm going to just try. And I did it. And I'm not kidding. Like, I don't have emotion about him anymore. I let it go. And, and I know that's probably in hearing this is a little like, what, how can you really let something go on a full moon? I don't know. Truly, I do not know. But I know that now I can have the conversation and I don't get emotional about it because I can see it for what it is. And I'm, it played out the way that it was meant to play out. It's, it's, it, he has his ownership over his part and I have mine over mine. And I, it is where it's supposed to be, you know? I, and I, I've never felt that kind of internal closure before because you always think like, I need to see the person and I need them to apologize. And I need, I, I want to, to have this last word in, um, but it doesn't work that way. The closure comes from, within and in like you can change your mind and the way that you interpret something within a second right like we have the power to change what we're going to tune into or or obsess about let's say and no one can give that to you and no one can take that away from you and that to me was like pretty powerful because you you always think relationships it does take two or you know more people but you can have complete control over how you react to the other person or the other party. And in that little full moon, you know, ceremony or reading, it was saying that I'm taking the power back. I'm not going to let these emotions out there on my sleeve anymore for you to do with as you want. And even if I didn't know it at the time, that's what I was kind of like reclaiming the power of that, you know, and um, yeah, never, I, I, I let it go. I don't feel it anymore. So that was amazing. <laughs> um, 
And then I I remember from that, like I got home that night and I started like searching on Etsy and um, the internet for crystals and a crystal necklace. And I was like so excited about that part. And I didn't know yet why, but she did tell me that crystals have a higher vibration than, than we do. And when you're in their presence, they raise your vibration. And I, and I, I mean, look, I, I've seen crystals around, but I, if you don't know that about crystals, you're kind of like, oh, they're just kind of some hippie kind of thing. But, and when she told me like, no, they literally have the power to change your own vibration. I was so excited to get, you know, get my hands on crystals. And, um, that started my kind of, um, collect, well, my, my desire to have a collection, I would say. And, um, from then, like, it's amazing. They are, they do, they each carry their own unique, uh, story and, and I, I mean, vibe and they make you either, you know, feel empowered at some points, protected at others, um, uh, more compassionate towards yourself and in general, just so much happier. So I started getting crystals and I put them around our house and I'm not joking. Like Richard and I did not have fights after that. Like we, it, the, the total energy in our house changed and, and it, I would come home from the appointments with Pontea and I would kind of tell him, Oh, this is what we talked about. And, and he obviously noticed that I was starting to collect crystals, but I, and I, and I told him like, you know, they have a higher vibration, like it's scientifically proven. And, um, I don't think like, I mean, he's super open to my, my own journey, but I, I don't know that he realized that they would affect him as they have. And I remember like maybe, uh, I don't know, a month after I had gotten my first like bracelets and necklace, he came to me and asked me like, if I were going to wear um, some crystal bracelets, which ones do you think she would recommend? (laughs) And um, so I texted her and I asked her and she said that for for men, it's um, black tourmaline and tiger's eye on your left arm are like going to protect you and give you confidence. And so I got him and I bought him them on Etsy and I, he wears them every day and it's like, I don't know if it's a placebo effect. Like if you believe in something, it, it helps you, but they have helped us both in so many ways that oh, I, it's like a breath of fresh air in a, in a dense at that time, let's say a dense house. Um, so yeah, I think they totally raised our vibe and, um, they like they're, they're, my friends now, you know, I, I, I know I give them as gifts to everyone that I want to experience that feeling. And mainly I give rose quartz because I feel like it all starts with loving yourself. And that's the stone that really brings out your heart and really lets you be vulnerable with other people. And also like forgiving to that inner child to of your, of your own, you know, and really just giving it forgiveness and and saying like, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening to you now. And I'm going to, I'm not going to forget that you're in there anymore. Uh, so yeah, that's, I give rose quartz to pretty much every person that I love. And, um, I think, 
I think that's a good place to to stop for today. Um, I I really appreciate everyone taking this journey, and I want you to know that I'm not editing these sessions or these episodes because I feel like this is all me being raw and vulnerable, and I don't I don't want to edit that. You know, whatever ends up coming out in this story, I I want it to come out. And also, I'm not going to go back and re-listen to these episodes before I post them because I, I know I would be too afraid to post it. <laughs> so I'm just being honest with you uh, and open. And that's how I plan to keep this moving forward. So thank you for listening. From the thing God won't stop. Till it, let it all in. Want to be away from the thing God won't 